Great news for Informed Pregnancy Plus subscribers. Dive into our Core Connection course included with your subscription. Hosted by Natalie Headings, a pre- and postnatal exercise specialist and ACSM certified personal trainer, she's an incredible teacher. This five-video series equips you with essential insights to understand what your pelvic floor and core are, how they work, and how to enhance pelvic floor and core strength and proper function during and after your pregnancy and birth. Learn about pelvic floor basics, key postural adjustments, effective muscle releases, and breathing techniques for a healthier core and floor. Don't wait. Visit informedpregnancy.tv and get started with the invaluable core connection today. Welcome to the Informed Parenting Pregnancy Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. My guest today is a Canadian actress, model, born in Vancouver, British Columbia. She grew up in a Hungarian-speaking household and began Hungarian dancing as a toddler. She's been on the big screen, small screen. Uh, she's a symbol of health and wellness and entrepreneurship in magazines and has a royal and loyal following all over social media. She's a wife and a proud mom to two little ones. Ildiko Ferenczi, welcome to the podcast. Hi. You have a magical energy. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Um, let's start. You have lived a lot <laughs> and so far. Let's jump right into it. Where are you from originally? Okay. Well, my parents came to Canada from the old country. Hey. Uh, Hungary. Yeah. My mom had- You were born in Canada. I was born in Canada, but it's just interesting to acknowledge it because my mom, she had a good life, but she had a really hard life. So she always dreamed of having children, but having them in a place of opportunity and safety. Mm. So she followed through that. And her vision was always either America or Canada. But in school, she she really liked the way that Canada looked. It was very green. Hmm. So to her, she just thought that was a healthy, safe, beautiful place full of opportunity. So that's what she did. She moved there single or she moved there? No, she came with my father. Mm-hmm. And also Hungarian. Also Hungarian. They left everything behind. And they just, they came with a dream. I like the chicken with the paprika. A chirka paprika? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they came here and my brother David was born in Toronto and they moved to British Columbia. BC. The most beautiful part of Canada, I So think. that's where you got to grow up? Mm-hmm. That sounds yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So and I was born in Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Who is older? My brother. He was born first. Oh, my brother. Yeah, he was born. I first. had actually, I had two. I missed my my oldest brother was born in Hungary. Oh. So there's a huge age gap between my oldest brother and then my middle brother and then me. I was a surprise. You're the surprise baby. A surprise. Yeah. Period. What a great surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I grew up in a Hungarian speaking household. Hungarian was my first language. Ooh. Yeah. 
Is it a hard language? It's a hard language, yeah. but it was my first language, so I didn't Easy know any. Easy for you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know any different. For me, English was hard because we didn't focus on English, so I kind of figured it out in preschool. Oh. And Do you speak French? A little bit. Okay. You know, the French that you learn in school. All right. And my brother, my older brother, my middle brother, he was in Hungarian dance. So I would always go to watch him. And there was a younger class, but they were older than me. I was three years old. And somehow I conned the teacher to Well, you went to the older class? Yeah. I don't even remember anything from when I was three years old. Oh, I remember. Oh, my. I I love that you remember. Yeah, I remember vacations and, like, special things. I remember Only nothing from them. No, I don't think nothing until I was like five. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, no, daily routine stuff I don't remember, but special things like traveling and wanting to do the dancing. I remember that. And actually, my Instagram, Spicy Little Pepper, that's <laughs> how I got the nickname. Is My first performance was a few months after I started dance. There's this Hungarian dance called the pillow dance. And you hold it above your head and you do all these cute Oh, it's an actual pillow. Yeah, it's a pillow dance. Well, anyway, I was trying really hard and I knew I had to do well. And I messed up on my dance moves and the audience started howling. Oh. And I don't know, just at such a young age, I got self-conscious and I got really angry. So I held up the pillow really high and I hucked it at the audience. Oh, wow. (laughs) As hard as I could. Pillow fight. And they started laughing even harder. And that's how I got the nickname Spicy Spicy Little Little Pepper. Pepper. And that's why when I went to get that nickname for myself, it was already taken. That's right. That's right. There you go. It fits you better than me. Yeah. How'd you end up coming here? Or did you start acting there? Or did you come here? Yeah. You did there? So in my teen years, I was stopped on the street by a casting director. And she wanted me to come in and do a role. And I had no idea. Like, I didn't know anything about acting. Hmm. And that's when the acting bug started. Oh, you liked it? Yeah, I liked it. I went to do this... I don't know if it was like background work. I guess it was background work. But I wanted to be in front of the camera. So I took the acting classes and I started doing really, really well. And it took off. At that same time, I was also still interested in business. And I met my my first husband. Mm -hmm. And we founded an architectural concrete company. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So totally different. And I think just... My mom being in that business space and being respected by all the entrepreneurs in in town, I guess I just wanted to do something big. We flipped houses. That's oh, another wow. thing I didn't really talk about. Both the money that we made, my mom taught me how to flip houses. And I remember hating the way that the driveways would look because we could paint and carpet and we kind of did, you know, the renovations that we could do. It was in a time where you could paint and carpet and and then sell for big bucks. Mm -hmm. But I remember the concrete being gross and there was nothing we could really do about it. Maybe spruce it up with some plants. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't have a bunch of money. We weren't developers, but- So you got into the biz. My my husband and I at the time, we were learning about how the concrete masons were dying out. They were, no, it was a business nobody wanted to do. Like Mm -hmm. Sopranos, nobody wanted to, (laughs) you know, do garbage. Nobody wanted to do concrete, but it looked so cool. There was 
stamped concrete and polished concrete and all this stuff. And we just went for it. We had no idea. But we we did it. And we ended up being really big. We were mm. young and, wow. and keen. What a journey. Yeah. And we just immersed ourselves. You know, I tried to have a baby with him several mm-hmm. times. And I couldn't. So I just figured this isn't for me. You I'm just gonna... didn't get pregnant? No, I couldn't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I went to a doctor. They just said, try, try, try. And then we were going to do medical stuff. But I just kind of gave up because I had a fear all my life of being pregnant because my mom's pregnancies were so hard and dangerous. I just kind of gave up on the idea. And I said, you know, Do you think that contributed to not being able to get pregnant? Probably. All right. Let's take a quick break. Okay. We'll come back and talk all about pregnancy. Okay. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Okay. This episode is sponsored by an innovative product that's made a big difference for parents and babies alike, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb. As a parent of four, I've had my fair share of battles with diaper rash, often resorting to thick, unpleasant pastes. I only recently discovered Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, and I was immediately impressed by its pleasant consistency and ease of application. This pediatric-approved skin protectant is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, making it perfect for your baby's sensitive skin. It's designed by a doctor who's also a mom, ensuring your little one gets the gentlest care. A small dab is all it takes to soothe and protect, avoiding the mess and hassle of traditional treatments. With ingredients like dimethicone and petrolatum, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb not only soothes, but also restores your baby's delicate skin. Available on Amazon.com and Walmart.com, it's the smart choice for every parent wanting to keep diaper rash at bay. Remember, with Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, nothing comes between you and your baby. Not even diaper rash. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We're talking to Ildiko Ferenci. All right. Pregnancy. So you're married for the first time, fearful of pregnancy. Oh, yeah. Because your mom had difficult pregnancies, but she had three kids. She did. But then it didn't work out with your husband either. Yeah. And I think a lot of that was we just, you know, drenched ourselves in trying to be more successful. And the missing link I know now was that we didn't have the kids. Like maybe it was a communication. We just. You know, the same thing. And I remember telling my mom at one point, and I feel so bad now, I said, well, I'm never going to get divorced. Mm. And I feel like an a-hole about it now (laughs) (laughs) because I did. Yeah. And I didn't talk about this for a long time. I was like, oh, I'll just pretend that that never happened. Mm. How long were you together before you got divorced? A long time. Gosh, I don't even know. Like 10 years. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. We were best friends, lovers, and then it just fell apart. As it sometimes does. Yeah. And I know it was because we didn't have kids because it takes you to another level. But I remember being really scared about it. My mom, her first pregnancy, she almost died. And During pregnancy or during childbirth? During pregnancy. She was having major complications. And then during the procedure she wasn't awake that was another birth? thing yeah she had out? she had a c-section and she wasn't awake oh wow so so she went to sleep pregnant woke up yeah postpartum. yeah so i was like oh god i that never that was her first your that oldest was her brother. first then my brother 
David, he, same thing, horrible uh, pregnancy. Oh, really? Horrible, horrible pregnancy. Do you know what the complications were? Um, she had to get a liver operation after she had my brother. My brother was just a few weeks old, I think. Wow. Like, I have to, I have to ask her exactly. Yeah. Like, I hate hearing it. But like a couple weeks, three weeks, three days, I don't know. But she had to go in for emergency surgery. liver surgery. Like, oh. she was so sick so with the, her liver during the pregnancy. So I don't know what that is exactly. But and she, then she had to have the second birth also. C-section. C-section. Out. Knocked out. Knocked out. Well, I heard her looking in out. <laughs> the <Yeah>. Canadian. <laughs> uh, and then you, and the then, surprise. And then she had the surprise pregnancy. And the doctor at that time, he said, no, no more. Like, you need to abort this child <gasps> because you can die. Wow. And she went home and she prayed about it. And she said, she said, I'm not aborting it. It's going to be a girl. She always wanted a girl. First, second, hmm. she wanted a girl. Good thing you were a girl. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a weird conversation if you had been a boy. She would have been so mad. Um, yes. Yeah, so. Well, how long? But now you're married again. Mm-hmm. How did you meet your husband? I was working in Vegas. It's not what you think. Okay. No, <laughs> no I was I was doing a a photo shoot in Vegas, and we actually met on Twitter. Yeah. And he kept asking me, like, let's meet, let's meet. I'm in Vegas. He founded a company called Tap Out. And I didn't know what that was at the time. It's an MMA clothing brand. I didn't know that. But it's it's pretty huge. Mm-hmm. But I liked his story of the underdog story because it reminded me of myself. I know what it's like to barely be able to put bread on your table and then do well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in my past as a concrete company, we were really comfortable. We were doing really well, but still we weren't happy. It's ridiculous. Well, they don't always add up money can't buy happiness, I suppose is what they say. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we became best friends, and that was really cool. And then we ended up, we had a long-term, long-distance relationship because he was American, I was Canadian. It was good because we weren't dependent on each other. Anyway, we ended up getting married, and I got pregnant. Oh, you weren't planning to? Not planning to. You still didn't think you could, perhaps? I didn't think I could. And it was funny because he was in America at the Wait, time. Wait, how did you find out? I was in Canada. Oh, yeah. And I, was gonna, I felt bloated. Oh, you know, I was doing the fitness modeling still and acting. you still and acting? acting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And Are you I still acting like, now? I am, but now I'm doing influencing or okay. social media. So I, yeah. I'm picky with my time. You know, okay. I that tell my sense. agent to really go through things. I don't have time to do a million auditions anymore because I know the casting directors well. I'm able to do the things that I like on film myself, yeah. self-tape. So I'm lucky. But I don't like my agent at all. I have an agent. Um, he's with the IRS. He's an IRS agent. <laughs> we don't not get along. He's curious about a lot of things. Oh, God. All right, back to you and your agents. You find out you're pregnant because you're bloated. I find out I'm pregnant. You, I'm bloated. Did you, like, pee on a stick? Or? I bought a cleanse from Whole Foods. Oh, I was my about goodness. to do a cleanse. <laughs> and I had old pregnancy sticks from my last relationship that were totally outdated. Oy. And I thought, something feels weird. Like, I'm just going to pee on one of these sticks. And I peed on one, and it said pregnant. Oy. And I didn't, I was like, 
oh, these are broken. <laughs> so, so I peed on like six more. And I ran out of the, the sticks that I had left. They were all, yes, pregnant. And, and I started crying because I was like just in shock. And I was so happy and scared at the same time. I'm like, what's he going to think? You know, we weren't planning on having kids. Like, we were entrepreneurial. So he doesn't have other kids? He doesn't have previous kids He either? does have oh, previous does. kids, but... You weren't planning on having kids together? No. Hmm. And, you know, it, for him, he said, you know, I have... I can pick them up and drop them off. You know, he was very business-minded. He was focused on... Yeah, focused on business. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I called him. And I was bawling, and I said, <laughs> I'm pregnant. And he's like, he started laughing, and he was so happy. Aw. Yeah. That's so, so nice. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. But I said, I'm just going to make sure. Was it scary sh- for you, though, because you had a fear of pregnancy? Oh, yeah. That's kind of what the tears were from in the beginning, because I was scared, happy, all the emotions. But I told him, hold on, because I'm going to go buy some more pregnancy tests, and I'm just going to make sure. Are you insane worker outer? Yeah. You are. Uh, the, yeah. I mean you're you're very strong. You're small but mighty. Yeah. How is pregnancy with working out? I had the best pregnancies. You just felt good. I thought maybe my mom was making it up or but I know that that's not true because when she would tell me the stories there was fear in her eyes but I was so fit and strong, and I felt so good. Like, it just didn't make sense. I was still doing events. I was working. I didn't take any time off. I didn't get morning sickness. Like, nothing. Nothing. I mean, everybody has different stuff, and your mom says that she has out of the ordinary stuff. So I was afraid. I thought, for sure. Ordinary pregnancy things, which are not comfortable, and then there's out of the ordinary, which can be downright dangerous. But you didn't have anything. Nothing. You felt good. You no. felt strong. You kept going, kept up your pace. It was insane. Um, when did you start thinking about birth? Like how you you get this baby out of your body? <laughs> when I went to the OBGYN. In uh, U.S. Canada, or Canada? Canada? I had two, actually. I had one in the States because I would travel back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I had one in Beverly Hills just in case because, you know, with my mom's experience, I didn't want to not be prepared. I sure. wanted to be taken care of. No matter where you are. No matter where I was. So I found a, a doctor in Beverly Hills, very experienced with natural and C-section because I always prepared myself. I never wanted a C-section because I wanted to be awake for the baby. And I didn't want to have to, I didn't want scars. I didn't. But even though your mother wasn't, most cesarean births, you're very awake, totally conscious. and I didn't know that, though. Oh, you didn't know? I had so no idea. You thought you had to choose between not being present at all mm-hmm. or being totally present, mm-hmm. no in-betweens. Yeah. So, But when you talked to your doctors about that, what kind of choices did you? I was going to go natural. I was going to go natural, like, or Vaginal. Vaginal. I was going to go vaginal, but I also wanted a backup plan just, just in case. In sure. case. So, and everybody really needs one. Yeah. So because of my history, I've had women on my mother's side and my father's side that have died in childbirth. So oh, wow. there's all these fears. And for sure, I think when I was trying, maybe there's all those thoughts. But when I became pregnant, I was a lot happier 
you know, other things were going on. And of course, it didn't sink in till I went to the OBGYN appointments that I had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't want to do the C-section. No way. Oh, so you planned for a vaginal birth. Yeah. And then, in Canada? Well, wherever I was. Oh, you didn't know so where I you So I wasn't sure where I was going to do oh, it. But, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. But my mom ended up getting sick halfway through my pregnancy. She ended up getting cancer. Oh, no. Yep. So we had to deal with that. So we were flying out there a lot Mm -hmm. because I had to take, she doesn't really have anyone else. So I had to take care of her, look after my pregnancy, my husband, and just juggle it all. Work, events. I was doing photo shoots, red carpets. I think I did my last red carpet when I was eight months. And then I decided I'm going to go out to Canada. I'm going to have the baby there because... I don't know how long my mom's got. So I wanted her to experience this. You know, I want her to see her daughter have a baby. I want her to meet the baby because I didn't know how this was going to go down. I ended up finding out that the baby was breech. Oh, really? Yeah. And the doctors did warn me that there could be a chance of C-section. Because of the breech? Because of the breach I mean, and because of my size and some other stuff. This this guy in Canada, he's he does. There's not a lot of celebrities in Canada, but he 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 delivers doctors, babies, and mm-hmm. stuff. So when he said I would do a planned C-section, you can try natural, but with your breech baby. But I think I can't remember if he said I think or you're going to end up doing a C-section anyway. Mm-hmm. So when I thought about my child's life and safety, it, the answer was really no No brainer clear. for you. Yeah. yeah. I said, let's do a C-section. But you could be awake. And I found out I could be awake. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I didn't realize how how good it was going to be until until it happened. Well, that's a great place to take a break. Yeah. Cliffhanger. <laughs> I want to find out how. I don't know. We've been talking, but we deliberately didn't talk about this because I yeah. really want to hear it for the first time with yeah. everybody else. Yeah. All right. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back with Ildiko. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart. Literally. Omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new Omega-3 Soft Gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, it has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We are talking a spicy little pepper. (laughs) All right, so you got to have a cesarean birth, which you thought all along you might. Yeah. Even though you kind of opted for plan A being vaginal, you went with the flow. Yeah. Because you had a breech baby and they recommended it. How did it go down? Well, we knew the date. 
So it was just getting more and more exciting and scary still because I didn't really know what was going to go down. I didn't know. I knew that I had my box, my – what is it, the cord? Cord blood? Yeah. You were doing banking? My, mm-hmm, banking. I had that. I had my whole bag and everything all planned out. We went to the hospital and – They signed me in, and then it just got real, real fast. And then I started getting nervous. But they were just so nice. Like, they held your hand the whole time. Like You got an epidural. Yeah. But, okay. No? I thought my husband would be with me the whole time. Oh, no. They have this weird thing where they kick him out while they're prepping you. I don't know why. So I understood that he would be with me the whole time. So everything's great, 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 great. And then we got to get your husband ready. And then all of a sudden, they said that they were going to give me my epidural. Without him there. And he can't come into the room. That's crazy. Then I I started freaking out. I could feel my heart trying to like. I can feel it here now. I can feel it starting to pick up right now. I remember the anxiety. But they were so nice. Like they held my hand. We breathed through it, and I don't know what the epidural needle looks like. They never showed me, so yeah. that's nice. Yeah, they usually numb you a lot, so you don't even feel that needle going. You yeah, feel I little didn't. pinchy needles to I get didn't. numb, like at the dentist. Yeah. But then once that bigger needle goes in, you're already numb. So second pregnancy, I felt something. You felt the placement of the epidural. The second. Yeah, time? They, she, she said you don't feel a pinch, do you? I said yes, I feel <laughs> a pinch. What does that mean? That's not a great question. Yes, um, when they did your cesarean birth, did they talk through what they were doing as they were doing they it? They did. They so. did. That was great. So then my husband came back in the room, but it was really unique. I had to hold on to these two poles on each side, and they didn't strap my arms down. I thought my arms were going to be strapped and down. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, sometimes yeah. just one. Yeah. Oftentimes you have a choice. Oh, but no, I didn't. Yeah, for people I talk to, when they're all strapped down, it feels so much more scary. Right. But when your arms are free, and you're, especially if your arms and legs are free, it's uh, it's just a different experience, yeah. So you're holding on to poles with your hands. I remember asking them, are you going to tie down my arms? And the guy kind of laughed at me and said no. <laughs> so I was holding on to poles because I remember I started to shake. My whole oh, bar- yeah. body started to shake. And I don't understand what that was still, but my teeth started chattering and I started mm. shaking. Drugs, so I, hormones. Maybe hormones, drugs. I don't know. So I was holding on to the bars. He said, it doesn't happen to everybody, but it happens and it's normal. Like I didn't want music on because I really wanted to be in tune. I'm very in tune with my body. Mm-hmm. So when I feel things coming up, I wanted to be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I said, my teeth are chattering. I'm shaking. Like I wanted to understand what all was going on because I I was scared that in a minute something bad could potentially happen. And then I have to go under and then I'm going to miss the whole birth. Oh, wow. Right. And when he asked me, they did ask me if I wanted something to ease my Nerves, I said no, because I wanted to be there 100%. I wanted to be present. present. Wow. So That's strong. I mean, it's a big thing going on. So Yeah, I just It's strong to be be present for that. What did you feel physically when they made the incision or burnt the baby I remember talking through it. I said, I I can feel my legs going numb. My legs are going numb. I can't feel my legs because I I didn't know what was going on. But that's obviously the epidural. Mm -hmm. They talked me through it. They said it's going to come up to my chest. I was numb to my chest. It was the weirdest feeling. I could feel 
things, but I wasn't in pain. Like I could feel them moving me. Pressure and I pulling. I could feel pressure, and it it was very fast. Everything was going great, and then there was this moment where the baby, because he was breech. And my husband was—he's a huge fan of what's that zombie show, Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. There was conversation going on, but I was talking to the nurse beside me and my husband. But my husband said that the baby was stuck, and they were pulling. My body was coming off the table, and they had their hands inside his mouth, and they pulled him out. Oh, it's like a little maneuver they do. Do you know what they're talking? They do it with vaginal birth <clears throat> too, but to just try to help get the baby out. Yeah. And then because he's a bigger guy, he was telling his nurse or assistant to do this, and he was getting serious. My husband said the tone in the room was serious, and the baby was out. He didn't cry. And I remember asking, is my baby okay? And they didn't respond. And I don't know if this is something like they're not going to lie to you and say that, yes, he's fine. They just didn't respond. Until it was okay. Uh, I mean, they're busy making sure busy. it was okay. Yeah, yeah. So I remember that feeling like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? I didn't go through this. I di- I didn't have all this happiness to lose my baby. I will not lose this baby. And then finally, I heard him cry. But I could see how serious my husband was, and just the energy. Like, there's energy in that room. You know, it's like everybody's happy, then it's serious, and then it's like this relief and happiness, and then I knew I could cry and be happy. Oh, oh. And, uh, yeah, it was just when they say it's the best moment of your life, for me, it was. That's so beautiful. It was. I love that also, you know, sometimes people are really – scared of cesarean birth or feel like it can't be a sacred beautiful moment but you just prove that it can be yeah and sometimes you need to have one or sometimes you really want to have one yeah and you could make it into a a really beautiful it is that moment in time when a human baby comes through your body into the world yeah and it's very very special i'm glad that you were able to enjoy it yeah and be present i mean you worked for that that's what you wanted exactly and Uh, they brought them to me very quickly I was surprised. No, you're pretty fit. Sometimes I feel like people who are really fit and in tune with their body, the recovery is can be easier because you're in good shape Yeah. on one hand, but also the recovery could be a little interesting because there's this disruption in the homeostasis that you could be more sensitive to Right. Um, now that you've had surgery. So how was your recovery? My recovery, it went by pretty fast. Everything they told me to do, I didn't want to mess with it. So I took it easy for the two weeks. But I remember not being as sore as I should have been. I remember saying that I wasn't going to – I think they wanted to give me – Oh, like hardcore drugs? (laughs) No, they just (laughs) – I had – no, because the one thing about this hospital, it, it was the women's hospital in Vancouver. So they're breastfeeding friendly. Yeah. So they don't give oh, you. Oh, they don't want you to have They don't drugs. want you to. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to leave with it, but they, what is that? Hydromorph? Is that hydromorph? I don't know. That, especially, I think some of the Canadian drugs are different than ours. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, it's something, it's a painkiller, but okay. I just said no to it. I didn't 
go home with it. I think I took Tylenol. And I don't even, at that point, in my life, (laughs) I don't like to take drugs. That was another thing. That was the other reason I didn't want to do the C-section. But when I found out that that hospital was very anti, you know, they give you the the drugs that are safe for breastfeeding, Mm -hmm. the safest ones. How was breastfeeding for you? Breastfeeding was hard for me, but I didn't give up. What was hard about it? Well, I didn't know at the time, but it was so sore and pinchy. I didn't give up, but I did go to um, Lelich Specialist. Oh, literally. There you go. I demanded to see one, and in two minutes, she said, your son has a tongue tie. Oh, really? So you did the clipping? So she fixed it, like, in front of my eyes. I was like, no, no, but best thing ever, because after that, he was fine. I was worried about his weight, and is he getting enough milk? She said, he's getting enough. Like, he's not going to die, but he's having a hard time, and so are you, so let's fix this. Uh-huh. And, and after the phrenectomy, things yeah. got better? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was awesome. And I, I breastfed him till he was three. Like, the only reason he stopped was during my second pregnancy, you know, the milk changes. And mm-hmm. it's like, yucky. It's yeah. yucky now. Yeah. Cause uh, he, <laughs> he was three? Two, two. Sorry. Oh, he was two. Two, yeah. So you liked it. Yeah. And he liked it. The best, I mean, he yeah. didn't demand, neither one of you demanded a... No, the contract no, I just, I was happy with it. I knew that he was getting the best things the for his gut. Yeah. I was worried about him not having what he needed for his gut with the C-section. Yeah. And I knew I could give him really important, you know, micronutrients. And he never got sick. So I knew that something was. You're doing something right. Yeah. yeah. Was your second baby breach also? No. Oh, so you had one up, one down. Yeah. Did you have to make a choice then on another cesarean birth? I just trusted the doctor. I went to the same doctor. I also had a doctor here, Dr. Katz. He was amazing. And I was going to have the baby here. And then my mom was like, please. Oh. Did she recover from her? She did. Wow, that's amazing. She did. I mean, postpartum. Every day I had the little baby. I left the baby out in the car with my husband because I didn't want to bring it into the hospital. I was paranoid. Uh, I didn't want him to get sick. But just brand new baby. I was taking care of the baby and going in to see my mom. And I probably did that before I should have really been walking. But as I said, I healed really fast. Yeah. And then you said you were just going to do what your doctor wanted, recommended. Yeah, your recommended, doctor just recommended yeah. a repeat cesarean because yeah. you had already had one. Mm-hmm. And then was it similar experience? It was, yeah. I mean, I thought I knew what to expect. I wish I had someone like you, like a doula, or just someone to remind. Because it it's just my husband and I. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't, we had the... You know, the stem cell box, again, we were going to store the, the blood, blood and, and the, the yeah, we were going to do that. And we forgot it. Oh, no. So that was the only thing, but it just messed with my mind. I was like, no. Oh, wasn't meant to be. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be. But she, oh, my gosh, like I knew what to expect when I started. I started shaking and teeth chattering again. I was Did like, you know what you were having? I knew what I was Both having. Both times? Yeah. No surprises. No. Mm-hmm. I know. If I were to have a third, I would. Uh, I don't know if I could wait that long. I just. I want to know. Yeah, I. I don't see that many people do the surprise anymore. Yeah. 
People want to. Some know. people do. I'm like, yeah, especially because you can find out so early now. Yeah, it feels like waiting forever. Yeah, that's true. How do the kids get along? I didn't tell you this. My son asked for a sister when he turned two. He said, "I baby sister." <gasps> Whoa! So he asked for a baby sister, and that was. I don't know what that was about, but I thought I could have maybe one miracle child. I didn't ever expect to have another one. Was it also a surprise? Well, my husband and I decided to try, and I ended up getting pregnant. Hmm. That was his birthday wish. Less of a wish. surprise? <laughs> Less of a surprise, but Wait, a surprise. Wait, that was your husband's birthday wish or your no, son's birthday wish? No, that was son's birthday wish. Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't know. It could be both. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, and and my husband was like, if we can, let's do it. It was just such a great experience with my son. What like, if your son wants another sibling? He already told me he does. Oh, really? Yeah. So. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. There's a chance. Uh-huh. And then I can come bring the cord blood box this time. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, that's amazing. Did she have an easier time breastfeeding? Oh, my goodness, yes. When she... This is the difference, where they took my son away for a minute because of the complication. They had to make sure he was okay. She came out, but he was more curious, too. He was, like, looking around. I don't know. Anyway, she came up right away onto my chest. So she came out. She started screaming. She's feisty. Like, mm-hmm. she's a feisty a spicy one. little pepper? Yeah. He's totally calm, and she, yeah, she has that streak. <laughs> so she was just screaming and as soon as they put her on my chest, she stopped crying. Aww. It was the craziest thing. But their instinct, like you just realized the miracle of life, her little mouth started looking for Oh, she something. was already re- re- looking for and breakfast? The ner- yeah, the nurses <laughs> right. were like, wow, this is insane. Like, so fast. They didn't have to prop her with my son. They propped him on my breast in the recovery room. Mm-hmm. where I got to cuddle him, and he was with me the whole time. Like, I don't know how it is in some hospitals, but he was with me the whole time rolling out. They didn't take him away except for that part where the complication was and getting him ready. But she was on my chest breastfeeding right away. Wow. And when they took her away for a minute, there was a, a major, like a large screen TV where I saw my daughter full size oh wow so while they were doing all this stuff that's so smart it was so cool so they didn't have that with my son but they had it with her and i was like this is amazing. that's really smart I've never, i haven't seen that that's yeah i'll send smart. you actually i'll send you a picture love you'll see it there's me like in awe you could see my daughter in the forefront and then there's just me staring like just can't even take my eyes off the screen hmm. it's the craziest thing and then i love your passion her. Like your emotions just overflowing. I fill love up the whole babies. Room. If I could have a million, I, I, I that love. That would be a lot on I, you. But I love being a mom. Yeah. And I didn't it shows. think. I didn't think that I could be a mom. And it's like the best thing ever. Oh. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, it's a miracle. I'm happy for the universe because we need more nice people, <laughs> more nice little peppers. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, you're so, you're so, you have like such a little body and big heart. <laughs> That's what I see when I look at you. It's just Aww. a big heart. Thank you. Um, I'm so grateful for you to share all these personal stories. And, yeah. Um, like it's I my said, pleasure. I think that a lot of people 
don't know that much about cesarean birth, and then they're scared about it. And oh, um, so special. Look, vaginal birth can be the most amazing thing, and can not be very good sometimes. Yeah. I think that cesarean birth can be the same way. Absolutely. So I love that you shared beautiful cesarean stories. Yeah, I mean, I judged it for so long, and I feared it for so long. I'm so glad that it wasn't what my brain painted it out to be. You know. It was so magical both times. Like the best thing ever. Love. Best thing ever. Love, love, love. I have a question. Where can we find you online? We know Instagram, your spicy little pepper. Is it little, like spelled out? L-I-T-T? No. L-I-L? Spicy L-I-L pepper. Pepper. Okay. So I can still get spicy little pepper. Uh, yeah, you probably I wanna, can. Just, I think. I don't know. know. I, I don't know. I probably won't do it. I'm a, more of a big pepper anyway. <laughs> um, and what's coming next from Ildico? What should we expect? You know, it's funny. My husband and I, we have our business together, but we were planning on doing a podcast for the longest time before kids, mm-hmm. like an entrepreneurial podcast inspiring people. And it just, all of a sudden we were talking, I was pregnant Before going to have the baby, we met with a producer, and now there's so much that has happened in my life from the day that my daughter was born to now. So we Mm. had to put a pause on this thing, but now we're so clear. We know exactly what we want to do, and we're, what is it called, launching soon. It's going to be called Pretty in Punk because his tap out nickname was called punk ass oh so it's a play on another pretty one i couldn't get pink. yeah so the poster looks like the pretty in pink poster but has the babies oh so it's it's for entrepreneurs with kids or thinking about having kids and you know we're still figuring this thing out like the- we love kids <laughs> but it's a juggle yeah. i mean you know you no have kids kidding. it's a yeah. juggle So we want to know. And also, uh, so many people, when they have kids, realize the career path that they're on isn't going to work the way they need it to. Exactly. And so that's when having an entrepreneurial moment can be really powerful and shift gears for them, change the course of life in a big way. So I look forward to the podcast myself. And we hear all these stories and we're like, my gosh, like our entrepreneur friends that have kids, we're like, people need to know these stories too, not just the struggle of you know, creating the business and having the business and all that. But what about, what does the family go through and what does it look like having kids and the juggle? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, my marriage fell apart. We didn't have kids, but my, my mom and dad had kids. And it's like, if we could just learn how these people are, are making it and from their mistakes, maybe we can keep it together, you know? Yeah. It sounds wonderful. Yeah. The American dream or the Canadian dream (laughs) or dream wherever you are. Yeah. Elgo, thanks so much for being here. Again, at home, thanks for listening to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. If you have questions or would like to submit a topic idea, we'd love to hear from you. Write to us at info at informedpregnancy.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a whole lot of questions for you. This kid's gonna test my will I got a lot to learn And my baby's too <laughs> This episode is sponsored by an innovative product That's made a big difference for parents and babies alike Dr. Mom Butt Bomb 
As a parent of four, I've had my fair share of battles with diaper rash, often resorting to thick, unpleasant pastes. I only recently discovered Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, and I was immediately impressed by its pleasant consistency and ease of application. This pediatric-approved skin protectant is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, making it perfect for your baby's sensitive skin. It's designed by a doctor who's also a mom, ensuring your little one gets the gentlest care. A small dab is all it takes to soothe and protect, avoiding the mess and hassle of traditional treatments. With ingredients like dimethicone and petrolatum, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb not only soothes, but also restores your baby's delicate skin. Available on Amazon.com and Walmart.com, it's the smart choice for every parent wanting to keep diaper rash at bay. Remember, with Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, nothing comes between you and your baby. Not even diaper rash.